Welcome to the show, folks. I'm Bill Polkowski. And I'm Tony Maiello. We're two cynical a-holes, and we're going to talk about stuff. We're actually going to talk about Christmas. This is a bit of a Christmas special for you folks. Our Christmas road show. We're on the road to uh, New York. We're, we have a book signing with, uh, with Brian O'Halloran for the new Odd Tales book from Rocketing Studios. And, uh, you know, we're driving to Tony's parents' home. And, you know, New York is, for me, is, is, is one of the uh, cities synonymous with Christmas, for me anyways. You know, I, I uh, well, obviously I spent a lot of time there, but my fondest memories of the city were when I was working as an electrician and I'd have to go into work, you know, at like 6 o'clock in the morning. And I'd walk the streets early in the morning when there was nobody there and all the Christmas lights were on and... It was, it was really nice. I, I think it was nice because there was nobody there and I got to enjoy it by myself without having to push people out of the way. But yeah, that's, I like, that's, that was my favorite time walking through the streets of Manhattan. I, I, I can't even, I can't imagine. It was great. Um, for me, Christmas is a great time of year. I love Christmas. I, lo I love um, the Christmases that I grew up with as a kid, uh, providing the Christmases I do for my children. I mean, it's just, for me, it's a great time of year. Tony, not so much? Eh, eh, Christmas was always filled with strife in my household. It was always fighting. It was always yelling. Was, I didn't enjoy it. I still don't enjoy it. Now it's a different kind of aggravation with the, the decorating and the shopping and all. It's just too much. Oh, it's too much. You know, um, I will say that 90, 90 to 95% of the shopping that we do for Christmas is online. Oh, I do all of my shopping online. But, I, you know, it's not just, it's not just like, present shopping. It's, well, first of all, the, I hate having to stress over buying adults' presents. We're freaking grown-ups. If we need something, we buy it. I don't need a gift from people. I don't need my family to give me presents. I don't feel the need to give another adult a present. I think it's just too much. And But then, you know, there's, you gotta go grocery shopping and the place is full of people all the time. And it's just, you, you know, nobody has good cheer. They're all agitated and running around grabbing at stuff. And it, it, it's just too much of a hassle. You can provide a little cheer. You don't have to wait to consume I try, the cheer. I try to provide cheer. But my goodwill is usually stomped out by almost everybody around me. Yeah. Um, I'd have to agree with some of that. I mean, going out in public and dealing with the crowds and, and dealing with uh, jerks and assholes and dumbasses can can be can be grueling but you know I go out I'm a little more cheerful I try to project that cheer cheer cheeriness a little bit um, and then I'm and somehow I'm a little more patient around this time of year not a lot I'm not I'm not saying I'm a saint by any means you know I'll still flip someone off in traffic and whatnot but uh, the thought is there you know hey it's Christmas time I should at least try. See, I I try to do... Like, I believe in the whole random acts of kindness thing. Yes. Because I think if, if everybody just went a little bit out of their way every day to do just one nice thing for someone they didn't know, I think the world would be a better place. Sarah and I were out to lunch last week. And a couple tables over, we saw a police officer having lunch by himself. We picked up his tab. See, I do, I do that uh, a lot. Like if I see soldiers, I buy their lunch. I, you know, I always pick up their tab. I bought lunch for policemen. I something I like to do, especially during the holidays, if I'm in uh, the drive-through at like uh, uh, Tim Hortons, you pick up the tab I pick up the tab you. behind me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we'll do stuff like that. Because I think too. you know, it's a nice little thing that you know, put a smile on somebody's face for the day. So, 
um, talking about Christmas, let's let's go through uh, let's go through the uh, the different spirits of Christmas. Let's okay. do let's do a little Christmas whiskey, here. vodka, gin. Not those spirits. Oh. Let's let, let's talk about Christmas past okay. first and foremost. Okay. What's your earliest memories of Christmas? Oh, my earliest memories of Christmas are a gift, you know. Well, I can time remember, with the family. Yeah, something. I can remember being um, sitting in the living room, uh, decorating the tree, and me and my sister, and my mom, would make a we'd make a paper chain out of different colored construction paper, mm-hmm. and we'd put that on the Christmas tree. Um, we'd make it every year, and we'd put this we'd put the put that up on the tree and then we started uh putting popcorn on a string and to put on the on the christmas tree i remember so, so you didn't have pets uh what, no not at this time no, no we didn't no. have pets okay um so we did you know i can remember us sitting in the living room and listening to christmas music and doing that see that's a good fond memory yeah um, and then i could also remember uh my parents getting the arguments because Whose house are we going to for dinner? How long do we have to stay at this one's house? Why can't we just stay in one spot? My dad not wanting to drive all over the place. My mom wanted to, oh, we gotta spend time with my folks. And them yelling and screaming at each other. And always, they start screaming and, and divorce would inevitably come up. All the time, every holiday. We couldn't go through a holiday without divorce being discussed. Your parents are still together. My parents are still together, 52 years. <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess I, I, I can see tensions being high around that time, but you know, my parents, my earliest uh, memories of Christmas, my parents were already divorced. Yeah. My parents uh, divorced when I was five years old, and I can't, you know, I can't specifically remember a specific toy that I got or um, or a tradition that we had. We, you know, we, I don't think we had any real tradition of like making the popcorn garland or, or the chain nothing like that but I do remember a Christmas since my parents were divorced my parents are newly divorced divorced around this time I would say they're, they've been divorced a couple of years and by now I've figured out the new landscape of life up until that uh, up until the divorce I was pretty much spoiled I got what I wanted when I wanted it after the divorce things were different you know my mom was a newly single mother she was on assistance. Um, not a lot of money to go around. So Christmases were just different. Not that they were horrible by any means. I mean, my mom... But you, weren't, you just weren't being lavished upon with gifts. Right. You, were. you know, my mom still did an amazing job uh, given her, her circumstances. And now, you know, not that I got twice as many gifts by any means... You know, like I got gifts from my mom and I got gifts from my father. It was just, it was just different. But I remember this one Christmas, um, and my mom talks about it too. She had gone to Toys R Us and just went nuts. You know, she had saved up money all year long to make sure that she really went all out for me and my sister. And she, and I remember opening up gifts that day, and I didn't really get things that I had wanted. You know, I didn't. You know, I don't. Re- I don't even remember what I would have wanted at that time. I, w- I would assume it was like He-Man and GI Joes and, and stuff like that. But uh, that Christmas, everything was a complete surprise. I mean, my mother just—it's almost like she just went up and down the aisles and just started just pulling stuff off the shelves and throwing it in the cart. We got silly thing. I got silly things like freaking uh, cross-country skis. <laughs> I live in Detroit. <laughs> And my mom gets me cross-country skis. So I have skis under the tree, you know. There's all these different sorts of board games and, you know, all these different toys. And I'm sure I got the He-Man. I'm sure I got some Star Wars or whatever. And it was just, I just remember that Christmas being very special. My mom, you know, worked hard to, to make sure my sister and I had a good Christmas. She accomplished it. My sister was was happy with everything i was happy with everything i remember going into the alleys of detroit fucking cross-country skiing (laughs) you know well i I remember uh getting a skateboard 
one year for Christmas. Yeah. And wanting nothing more than to go outside and play on my skateboard. And, and there was snow. And it was snow and ice. I couldn't. <laughs> and this is, you know, this is the 70s, so it had the metal wheels and everything. And oh, wow. Yeah. I still have that skateboard, too. Jeez. Yeah. Now, do you think growing up with, uh, you know, things being a little tighter as a, you know, financially as a kid. Right. Do you think that has affected the Christmases you try to give you girls? Yeah. Yeah. So, growing up the way we did, we you know, we obviously didn't have a ton of money for everyday things. Or, not, I, I shouldn't say that. We, we, we always had our necessities. But we didn't have... Uh, you didn't have the extras. Yeah. We, you know, I could... I couldn't go to the store with my mom on a random trip and automatically get a toy anymore. Right. You know? So, um, my mom, all her savings, instead of buying little things throughout the year, was all saved up for Christmas. It was saved up for birthdays, you know? So, birthdays and Christmases uh, were always special. That's when we got the bulk of our toys or the bulk of our... Um, even needs, you know, clothing and whatnot. It came around birthdays and holidays. So for Christmas, it was always huge. Always, like, a ton of gifts. But again, you know, some of it's necessities. And some of it, you know, is throughout the year, you know. I'm sure my mom remembers at that time. I can only imagine being a single mom, tight on money, and, you know, your kid's constantly asking for a toy or whatever from the store. I can only imagine... You know, I give my mom a lot of credit for that. So I, I do see that spilling over now, where I think our children get a little too much around Christmas time. And I'm not just saying from us. Right. Because we like to do a certain amount, but then, you know, they get gifts from the grandparents, from aunts and uncles, and then they also get gifts from my mom, who still functions the same way she did for us when we were children. So although my mom is no longer, my mom is actually pretty well off now. Money is definitely not an issue for her. So the spending is kind of ridiculous around Christmas time because she still carries that over to making, you know. Um, she still has the same mentality of trying to make yeah. Christmas special. Right. And now she just has the resources to do it. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely think that that plays into it. You know. See, we had, I mean, I had uh, my one sister growing up, and then when I was 11, 12 years old, my second sister was born. So we had, we had decent Christmas. I mean, we got a lot of, a lot of stuff when we were little. And then when, you know, I'm, I'm hitting my, my teen years, I had a, another sister who, you know, the whole Santa Claus thing. Re, re, you know, re-emerged, right. and so you know, Christmas was still this this big to do. Um, and now, like, I only have one child, but you know, my wife she only wanted one kid, and she's like, she said to me, "If we only have one, we can do more for him." So that's always my excuse when I spoil him, okay? Because I go overboard all the time, and it's not just with him. I would go overboard with my wife's gifts also. Um, but, I, you know, I'd always go overboard and she'd say, why are you getting him all this? I'm like, you said one kid, we could, you know, we could do more for him. We could spoil him a little bit. I'm like, there you go. This year's the, the same way. I'm not, my son listens to this, so I'm not going to say what, what I got him, but uh, yeah, he's, you know, I, once again, I've gone overboard. I got him, you know, something extravagant and frivolous and he's going to love it. Well, that's a good transition to Christmas present. Right. Okay. okay. So um, I have two. I have three daughters. Two of them are older. They're 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 they've just hit their teens, and then I have a four-year-old. Right. So this is the year. My my oldest daughter pretty much last year was her. Okay, there's no Santa, Dad. Come on. Even though she says it was even a year earlier than that. She just didn't want to tell you and make you right. feel bad. And, and it does. It does make me feel I bad. I know. Because they're getting older. It, 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 it hurts. It hurts to see see that. You lose that Christmas magic. 
you know, I know a lot of people say don't give Santa all the credit for Christmas or, you know, as parents that well, no, they we say should that, have the credit. They say that because they don't want other kids being uh, let down. By the, and it's, yeah. you know, I get that and everything. But you know what? For your kid, you want your kid to have a magical time at Christmas. Listen, I, truthfully, I can't worry about everyone else's Exactly. Children. I, I got to worry about mine. I mean, I feel bad that there are, you know, Absolutely. families that don't have what I have, but... Going back to the... I have to take care of my family. Going back to the pay it forward thing, Toys for Tots is huge for us. You know, if I see mm-hmm. a to- if I'm going into a store and I see a Toys for Tots box buy on the way in, I, buy something to throw I in definitely yep. have something to put in there on the way out. So I get it. I get it. I absolutely do. But it's sad when your daughter tells you there's no Santa Claus. So my middle child... This is the year for her. She comes up to me and she's telling me, you know, or I or I think I may have heard it from the wife that she has suspicions about Santa. She's asked about Santa. So I talked to her about it. And she's like, well, you know, there's no, I know there's no uh, Easter Bunny. So there, you know, and Santa, you know, all those houses, you know, obviously she's thinking about it logically, which is fine. Magic isn't exactly something that's real anymore. And, you know, she comes to terms. She knows she just wants me to validate at this point. And yeah. it hurts so bad to validate. Remember when you can impress thoughts. your kid by pulling a quarter out of their ear? Yeah. That was awesome. Pulling your thumb apart. You yes. Know? Oh, my God. I, me- I remember the first time I did that for my son. I think he was like three years old. And I showed him the whole, you know, sliding your finger apart. And the, I wish I had it on camera because the expression on his face, I'll, I'll remember for the rest of my life. It was just complete wonderment and amazement. Oh, I mean, it was just, he was like, he was amazed and frightened and excited all in one expression. It was, uh, it it's was, like, it was it's like that uh, viral video of the card trick in the baboon. Yes. Yes. That's exactly it. My kid was the baboon. Yes. Sorry, Nick. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I know you're listening. You fuzzy little monster, you. <laughs> I didn't mean to compare you to a baboon. But, um, so yeah, I had to confirm that there's no Santa Claus. But she had the gall to think that there was still a tooth fairy. What? So I'm like, if Wait, Santa- so she's like, there's no Easter Bunny. Right. And I'm pretty sure there's no Santa Claus. No leprechauns. There's no leprechauns. But I need you. I need you to give the tooth fairy a note for me. Yeah. We, I need a bigger. I need a bump uh, for my next tooth. Absolutely. So I'm like, listen. If Santa's out the window, then it's all out the window. <laughs> so I'm like, there's no tooth fairy. We're a tooth fairy. All right. So it was a little sad, but I do have a four-year-old well, if daughter. If she wants, if she needs a raise on her teeth, she can sell them to me. There you go. Um, but I do have a four-year-old daughter that I get to experience all this with. And I was thinking, I was like, you know, you're having this little bit of a anticipated uh, empty nest syndrome. Yes. And I think the burden that you go through is a little eased on me because because of hope. I have a younger daughter yeah, she'll, to like, kind of fulfill. She'll be there to kind of cushion the blow as right. the other two get older. Yeah. And then maybe you'll be able to accept her going off but or maybe you'll you'll hold it back maybe you'll you'll convince it she's she's too stupid to go to college well i'm hoping by then no 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 no. i'm hoping by then annabelle will give me grandkids and i can just switch oh. my focus because after all they are how, how far apart are my kids Jesus. Uh, annabelle's what 13 yeah so okay so, so they're she, nine years apart so it's possible yes it's possible it's possible but um yeah, so hope is still a part of it. You know, she, Santa's magic. Can't wait to see Santa. Um, she's written her letters to Santa, which this year was an ordeal. My wife and I go Christmas shopping early. So we start in October. So if we're at Target or whatever, we're picking up items here and there. And um, so we're pretty much done with the kids before they see Santa. Which before is they a, write their letters. Which is a bad, bad idea. <laughs> so I hear my daughter talking and uh, she's talking about this kid criticizing one of her drawings at work or at school I'm like what are you talking about she's like I drew a princess and he didn't think it was a princess blah 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 blah. I'm like what what?" she goes I drew Aurora I'm like oh Sleeping Beauty why were you drawing this it was my it was my uh, letter to Santa I was like oh Aurora wait a minute we didn't buy any doll any like 
Disney dolls. I'm like, okay, what else did you draw? Yeah. She goes, I drew Aurora, I drew a ball, and I drew a jump rope. And I'm like, three things we did not get. <laughs> so now we're going out and getting a ball, getting a jump rope, and getting Aurora. So that happened. So she still believes in Santa, loves it. We do Elf on a Shelf, which is a horrible idea, folks. If you if you haven't done Elf on a Shelf, don't introduce don't start. it. Don't start it. Now it's kind of easy. I'm like, so uh, Sophie, I'm like, all right, this is the year you don't believe in Santa, then you can move to Elf every day. <laughs> so what is going on this year for Christmas for you? Uh, well, this year we'll be heading back this way. Uh, to my folks' house, um, and spending it uh, here with uh, my parents, my sister. Um, not a hell of a lot goes on. I mean, my my whole Christmas uh, pretty much revolves around cooking. Well, that's so a good one thing. of one of my fondest Christmas memories, and even something that we do to the day is, as Italians, we do the Feast of the Seven Fishes on Christmas Eve. Which is a, an amazing tradition. I wish I was Italian for that reason alone. It's my favorite meal of the year. I look forward to it all year. And I, you know, I I like cooking it. I like helping my mom in the kitchen when I'm, you know, at their house. Uh, it's just, I don't know, it's just, that reminds me a lot of when I was a kid. Because it's it's a constant. It's something that we did all the time. Now, what are these dishes? What what are what are your seven fishes? Uh, we do shrimp, lobster, uh, clams, squid, um, crab. I don't know if we do we we don't usually do a full seven. Those those we do all but the time. But you do a nice helping of seafood. Yeah, we do those all the time. Sometimes we'll have like two different types of shrimp. Right. Uh, we'll have you know uh, baked clams and. You know, if somebody's feeling adventurous, they make like Clams Casino or something like that. Or... Now, what is Clams Casino? Clams Casino. I've heard of it, but yeah, I... it's more. Uh, it's just it's like a clam on the half shell, uh, baked with. It's got like tomatoes and some other stuff. You know, okay. spices and all sorts of different stuff. Maybe on top a little like uh, uh, Rockefeller oysters. Rockefeller. It's it's a little bit like that, but it's it's different. It's that that same principle though. Got it. But like the fried, the fried, you know, calamari, which is one of my favorite uh, things to eat in the it world. It is absolutely. Um, and we do, you know, the steamed lobster tails and crab cakes and sometimes crab legs. Um, I remember one time I did uh, seven, seven fishes, and we did, I think we did uh, cod and bacala. Or we didn't do bacala. You know, I've, I've only had it once when I was I, when I was a kid. And I, if I was home for Christmas this year, I would do it. Uh, because there's a little Italian market near my house that sells bacala. And, Vincent Joe's sells bacala. Yeah, so it's... And you gotta, I mean, that's you gotta prep that for days. Oh, yeah, I, I bet. Because you gotta soak it For those who it, don't you know, know, bacala it's, it's, is uh, salted codfish. Yeah, and it's dried... And it's really salted, and you gotta, you gotta like it's, soak that. It's in rock milk. hard when you get it. You soak it in milk for like three or four days, just to like bring the fish back and and get the the salt, which is used as a preservative on it, get that all off of there. Now I've and, never uh, had it. Does it taste like old fish? Is it fishy? No, or? it's it's uh, if it's done right, it's not fishy. It almost doesn't even taste like cod. Um, it's. You know, it's, I had it so, so long ago that I, I honestly don't remember the exact flavor. But I remember as a kid being surprised that I liked it. When I had when I had seen it, when my grandfather bought it, and it was this dried out pea. I thought it was leather. Right. And, uh, and then he made it, and it's this, you know, flaky fish in a, you know, it just was like a, like a salad. He made like a little bacala salad uh -huh. with some... Uh, green onions and some other stuff, and uh, so I liked it. But I, 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 I'd like to make it myself. 
So who knows? Maybe I'll buy some and bring it to my parents' house. Do you still do like a turkey or a main? No, uh, we do uh, Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, uh, Christmas dinner is traditionally in our house has always been lasagna. That's so funny you say that. Why? So every Christmas Eve we spend at Sarah's parents. Okay. And um, we go over there and her sister comes, brings her kids. So the cousins get to see each other. Uh, Sarah and her sister get to see each other and obviously her parents. And uh, we have dinner there. And usually uh, my mother-in-law will make a little ham and maybe a little turkey breast and then, you know, all the typical sides. Maybe a roast beef, or I might be confusing that with Easter, I'm not sure. This year, we've decided to make lasagnas. For Christmas Eve? For Christmas Eve. Okay. So my mother-in-law is going to make a traditional lasagna and I'm going to do a vegetarian lasagna. And we're going to bring that. And it's funny... She, she claims that her and I talked about it last year. I don't remember talking about it. I wasn't keen on it this year when she mentioned it. But uh, now I feel a little better. What's your, now, what's your traditional Christmas dinner? So traditionally, it's turkey. It's always been turkey, and it's a second helping of Thanksgiving. Okay. Usually. Last year, and I think maybe the last two years, we had, we've had prime rib. See, I like making prime rib. My mom in her head got it, you know, she got it in her head. Listen, it's only once a year. Let's go ahead and get a nice big prime rib. My mom and my sister come over at Christmas time. Um, usually Sarah's parents also visit on or Christmas day. Um, and sometimes my dad will even come over. So, you know, whoever, we don't go anywhere on Christmas day. That was a rule that Sarah, when, once we had children, Sarah said, listen, we don't go anywhere for Christmas anymore. It used to be we uh, we went to like four different homes Ugh. on Christmas Day visiting everyone. So once we had children, she's like, "That's it. It ends. They can come to us, or they, we don't. We can see them another day." Good for Sarah. And um, so we did the prime rib last year. We did prime rib and king crab legs, oh. and my kids loved it, and they wanted again. But this year, because Thanksgiving was at my sister-in-law's, I'm, I have a hankering to make a turkey. I want to do. Because you want your meal, your right. the Thanksgiving. I want my Thanksgiving want. meal right. that I didn't have really. So I don't know. We we still haven't decided. I'd like to do the turkey, but uh, I know the kids were really happy with the prime rib and crab legs. You know, I just bought and cooked a uh, turkey breast, you know, on the bone turkey breast, because I had no leftover turkey from Thanksgiving for sandwiches uh. <laughs> and it, it it upset me so much that I bought another turkey just the breast just so I could have right white meat for sandwiches Sarah will make uh, for my birthday she started last year something that I've always wanted she's never done it but she did it last year she made me a turkey dinner and she just for your birthday yeah yeah is that your favorite meal it is absolutely which is another reason why I want I really want to do turkey yeah, but you know, you can do turkey almost any time. I think I'm going to compromise and I'll do uh, the turkey and I think I'll just get a, a bag of king crab legs for the kids. I have, uh, I actually, you know, because we bought another freezer to keep in the basement so we could just stock up on stuff. Okay. So every year when like Kroger or Meyer has these ridiculous sales on turkey, I buy two or three and I stick them in the freezer so I can have them during the year. So I think I have like three three turkeys in my freezer Jeez. right now. Um, my mom has a tur or has a freezer in the garage. It broke over the summer. Oh, I can only imagine the smell. We still haven't addressed it. Oh, my idea is to wait till for now. Winter is here. Let it refreeze. Yeah, and then toss. Oh. That's gonna stink. I know. I, I, it has been. I, 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 I loathe the thought of having to open that. You know what you do? You, you, you get it out of the garage. You open it up, douse it in fluid, and burn it all. That's what I want. I suggested that, but burn uh, it all and then put it out on the curb. Uh, that's what I wanted to do. I think. Okay. 
people say I, I otherwise had, I otherwise you gotta fish uh you gotta stick your hands in all that rotted food right right, right. all right gross. back on track <laughs> so this year though in thinking about Christmas present mm-hmm. you're gonna get to do something tomorrow that you've always wanted to do well I, I, well, I know I'm you'd old. like to have the family with you but well no I mean Screw them. But screw them. You, you get to see it yourself. <laughs> well, if that if that happens, I didn't I didn't think it was a guarantee. But Why? I thought you wanted to go into Manhattan. I do. I absolutely do. So we're going into New York. For me, there's there's been two places I I would love to spend Christmas. One is New York, and the other one is London. You know, I'm a huge uh, Charles Dickens Christmas Charles guy. Dickens Christmas Carol. I love that stuff. I would love to spend a Christmas in uh, in London, but. New York's another city that I think is Christmassy. So, our signing is just outside the city. So Not just outside. It's like 45 minutes away okay, by, just by like Google Maps, which is probably more like an hour and 20 with traffic. Eh, it's Saturday. We'll be fine. So uh, so we're going into the city. So yeah, if we see like the Rockefeller tree, that'd be awesome. You know, I, I, I'm excited to go into into uh, into the city. Get a hot dog, get a slice. You know, Have you been to Manhattan before? I've never been to New York. Wow. I've been I, I've I've cut through a corner of New York State on the way to Boston. That's it. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I am looking forward to it. Take you to a real kosher deli. That would be awesome. I want I want pastrami to outweigh my head. <laughs> that would be great. I'll you know, even, it's a I'll shame even that drink one of your... Uh, uh, egg, egg creams? Egg creams, yeah, yeah. Have you ever had a yoo Yeah. That's a, that's what a yoo is. It's, a, it's an egg cream. Well, but I, without the, without without the raw the egg. egg in it. They put a... What's the purpose of the raw egg? I don't know. Oh, I think I'm going to make eggnog from scratch this year. Really? Yeah. What do you got to do? Like, leave the milk out overnight or something? <laughs> you don't like eggnog? I I, I, I love it. You, it's it's a vehicle for getting rum into my face. Yes, I like eggnog. No, you just, you know, you cook... You make, you basically make a custard. Water, ah. uh, 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 a watered-down or milk-down custard. So I'm going to do that this year. I have had... Homemade eggnog once. Uh, somebody made it, and it was it was full of booze. Well, yeah. But you know, we do the eggnog. We roast chestnuts every year, so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna try making eggnog this year. I want I want to see the difference. You know, everyone says it's night and day. I've grown up on you know store bought eggnog. Maybe yeah. I like store bought better. We'll find out. Well, you know, you when you make it yourself, you get to control the amount of sugar that goes in. Yeah. I think I a do, lot of store-bought stuff is too sweet. I, I do find that as well. It's a little too rich. But, uh, yeah, but I'm going to try that out. You got anything else going on this year? No, not really. I'm hoping to see some friends when I come back this way. But we got to see, you know, everybody's got family commitments. Right. So when you come to see, or you come to your parents... Do your sisters come as well? Well, um, yeah. Well, look, my youngest sister lives uh, probably about an hour and a half away. So she drives in when I'm in town. But she drives in a lot. She's, you know, a couple, at least a couple of weekends out of the year, out of the month, rather, that she comes, comes in. And then my other sister, the one who's just a little younger than me, she lives 20 minutes away. So I know my... Uh, my parents usually babysit their grandkids. And, like, I, I really wouldn't be surprised if uh, my niece and nephew are at the house when we show up. Oh, that's cool. So, to bring in uh, Christmas future... Yes. What do you anticipate Christmas to be like once Nick is out of the house? Now, obviously Nick's going to... Go yeah, to college be, or whatever, but he'll be home. He'll be for home Christmas. for Christmas. I don't see Christmas in my house changing until either me or my wife dies. I think when I die, there'll be more Christmas junk around the house, and I think when if my wife dies, 
there'll be no Christmas junk around the house. <laughs> now, what about uh, the possibility of grandkids down the road? Well, grandkids will change everything. Uh, uh, I think with grandkids, I'll step up the whole Christmas thing. So if you know that Christmas isn't going to change much, why why is it why is this year tugging on your heartstrings? Um, I you know I like I said I I'm in a better place mentally. I, I think I'm dealing with with my own uh, issues. In, in, yeah, my own inner voices of dissension better. <laughs> um, and this is I guess this is the last year where my son is. You know, is technically a minor. A minor. You know, he's gonna be next Christmas. He'll be away at college, and he'll come home. He won't be part of the whole. You know, he won't be around to help decorate the tree. Right. Right. You know, and, but he, like even now, he's so busy with you know, like the rowing team and everything. He's he's off at conditioning or you know, whatever, and he's he wasn't he hasn't been around a lot. Okay. So, and then, you know, I, I'm, I've often said that you got to let your kids kind of grow up and find their own path. And part of that is, you know, he wants to spend time with his friends. I let him go and spend time with his friends because, you know, these are the relationships he's built. And a lot of these guys, once college starts, they're all going to go their separate ways. You won't right. see them anymore. And these friendships are important to him, so I don't want to deprive him of any of that. And, you know, I'm going to be there for him forever, or until I die anyway, then I'll haunt him. <laughs> but I want him to be able to live his life on his terms. I don't, right. want, I don't want him going off into adulthood with regrets about, I wish I would have done this, I wish I... I try to steer him to do what... You know, makes him feel good and what he believes to be right. And right. That's like you know, with college, he talks about his major. I don't, I don't interject anything because I don't want him to make decisions based on what I want for him. I want him to make decisions based on what he wants for him. It's his life; he has to live it. You know, that's a tough thing. It is. It's very tough. It, it, it's tough for me. You know, Annabelle is getting to that age where you know, when she's when she was young, she always wanted to be a vet. And even then, I was like, you don't want to be a vet. You want to be a real doctor. <laughs> and uh, she loved animals, loves animals still. And uh, But that's not on the table as much. Uh, you know, she talks about being a doctor She t because of her sisters, you know. Right. Talks about biology. She talks about, you know, she used to talk about robotics and science. And now it's, you know, a little more art and design driven. No. And, uh, you know, I, as someone who is a professional illustrator. You don't want that life for your children. <laughs> I know what that life entails. But I also know that my, my passions, You're, I wasn't no, Nobody was going to deter you from doing it when you started. Well, they, no, they did. They did. Well, they, yes, they did. They did for me, too. But when you got older, you went back to it. Right, it was, I did. It was something you were passionate about. And I think, you know, if I did get the uh, support back then, where I'd be now. Yeah, well, you know? I, I often have thought the same thing. Because I was, you know, I was an illustrator a little late in life. You know, I didn't I didn't become a uh, professional illustrator until I was in my early 30s. So, you know. Yeah, I, uh, you know, my, my family pushed me to do things that were would give me a more secure future right. and that's what you want for your kids well that's exactly that's why you like, don't want to crush any dreams i don't either. i don't you know dislike my my parents or especially my father my father was very worried about me being able to make a good living and supporting a family and all this stuff and so i know he had my best interests at heart um but it wasn't what i was i was passionate about and i wound right. up going back and illustration and you know even when I was working uh, you know I had a good job I was, I was an electrician with the union in Manhattan and and uh, you know I was set to make a lot of money and I even when I was doing that I was still working for this for a comic book company 
and when I wound up getting, you know, hurt on the job and I couldn't work anymore, art is where I went. And it was, you know, it was like there was no question. It was like, I, you know, all right, good, well, it's no big deal. I'll I'll draw cartoons. Right. Yeah. So they, yeah, that's tough. It's tough guiding them, but without, you know. And it's deterring them from what they really want. If our kids are listening, it's out of love. We, you know, it's not because we're trying to crush your dreams. We just worry about you. When you're a parent, you'll understand. All all you want is your child to have a better life than you. Yes. To make easier choices than we've had to make. I mean, it's yeah, it's all out of love. It's all out of uh, wanting the best, but. At the same time, you kind of got to let your kid fall. There's no, there's no greater, um, there's no greater teacher than failure. Yes. Oh God, yes. Remember the old Danny Aiello song? Papa just wants the best for you. No, I don't. You don't remember that? He made. He was in. Who's Danny Aiello? What Danny Aiello. He's, he's an actor. He was in Fort Apache, the Bronx. He was in lots of things, but he was in the video. For uh, the Madonna song, um, oh, Papa Don't Papa Preach. Don't Preach. Okay. So he played the Papa. Okay, and as a result okay, of okay. being in that, yeah, yeah. he made a, a video. He wrote this song about, you know, Dad, Papa just wants the best for you. Right. And he shot a video for that. I remember him being on know, some morning talk show or whatever talking about it. And they played the video. And... Yeah, that's pretty obscure. Why the hell would I remember that? Why do I still remember that? It's all my head is full of useless knowledge. I really, I'd be a perfect game show contestant if I could make a career out of being a game show contestant. I'd make millions. So, um, Christmas future for me is a little tough to envision at the moment. Yeah. Because of hope, you know, I still have. You still, I still have, have years of years of yeah. classic type Christmas. You know, the other two kids can whatever. Yeah, they'll be they'll be out of the house, and you'll still be uh, right. Santa but Claus in it. I I will say nothing. I don't think anything would be greater than being old. Sarah and I are old, living in the same house, yeah. and the family gets together on Christmas. They all come to the house. We you have the grandkids. We all the grandkids, the fucking husbands. Uh, What did you do to my daughter? (laughs) You son of a bitch! My kids coming. I mean, it's great. One of my favorite Christmas movies is is, uh, 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 The Family Stone. Have you ever seen that? No, I've never seen that. Oh, it's great. And that's what it was. It was everyone coming coming home for Christmas. Their, you know, their significant others, their children. uh, Meeting new significant others for the first time and and it was just, it's a good movie. So, you know, way down the line, that's what I'd like to envision a great Christmas being, you know. Something to excite me, get the house decorated, because I know my family's coming. Put a nice dinner together, because I know my family's coming, you know. Knowing that, because I know what life is like. Everyone's off doing their own thing. Yeah, Everyone's busy. This is a time where everyone can get together at the same time. It, just for a moment, it's like it used to be. So that's my Christmas feature. Or hopes, yeah. I should say. Hopefully your Christmas future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, your Christmas future is Sarah throws you out. You're living in a, <laughs> in a one-bedroom loft by yourself. The kids want nothing to do with you. You turn she, out to be a drunk. She always claims that I'll live in my mother's shed. <laughs> so that way I can still be close to the kids. Okay, so as a kid, what is what is uh, probably one of your most memorable gifts as a kid? Memorable gifts? Yeah. <sighs> from 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 the point of view of a child, from a Christmas a morning, Christmas gift? Yeah. Gosh. Take your toys. I remember getting a shoots away. And I really love that. What's a shoots away? It, it was this game where, as a matter of fact, it's in my parents' basement. Um, like shoots and ladders? It's no, no, no. It's you have this this is an airplane. It's stationary, and it's got these weighted little parachutes. And the base 
it spins around and you have to drop the parachutes into the the holes into the targets. Okay, okay. Oh, I remember. This is this is one I I love. Uh, Mark's Toys made these. They had a uh, a series of of what we call now dolls, but they were the the precursor to action figures. They were right. they were like the, the little poseable action figures, but they were twelve inches tall. They were like GI Joes, the old GI Joes. But it was called Best of the West, and it was all cowboys. And it was Johnny West and Jane West and the whole West family. And then they had General Custa and these Indians, or whatever. One Christmas, I got Johnny West and uh, General Custer and the covered wagon and some horses and I love those. I played with them all the time and I still have them. I don't uh, I don't have a gift, a specific toy or gift. And it's funny because I think the reason for that is is my mom always kind of got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I remember and you know my co- my cousins would often stay the night at our house early on yeah for Christmas and I think a lot of it was I don't know what a lot of it was actually I know that they didn't get a lot of gifts from their their parents they just weren't the loving wholesome type I mean you know my uncle was pretty cold and uh, so I don't think they got a lot of toys and stuff like that but they they would stay the night you know my mom obviously bought toys for them but my cousin and I would peek in our gifts to the point where we would even trade our gifts before, before Christmas morning. How would you do that? And then that? my mom is watching us play and she's like, oh, I thought I got that for you. No, you got him the other one. Wait a sec. So for instance, we got, um, one year we got uh, Thundercat toys, Yeah. right? She bought a lion and she bought a Mumra. She gave me Mumra and gave my cousin Lionel. My cousin was a little bit older, so you know he wanted the bad guy, and I was a little bit younger, and I wanted Lionel. So we peeked in our gifts. We saw what you was going them on. Away. Where were they when you peeked? Under them? the tree, probably. Wrapped up. Yeah. So, okay. so you, you know, you open up an end. Yeah. You see what's inside. You reseal it. You throw it back under the tree. So we would. We've already traded our gifts. So you, what'd you do? Change the tags on them? No, just the next day we open it. You know, no one's paying attention. Everyone, oh, so you, you, so you just say you open your, yeah. you open the the mumra, and then you just give it to him. Right, right. Afterwards, right. okay. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of that going on. You know, I've got, you know, I got the Nintendo for Christmas. That was a good one. That I love that system. To this day, it's probably my favorite system. I'm not a big gamer now, but I, you know, I used to love playing video games. Um, G.I. Joe stuff. Like, I remember asking my dad for G.I. Joe. I needed a vehicle. I, you know, I always got the little figures. Those are easy to get. They're 250 you know. Even even I could go and get a G.I. Joe on my own at that time. Or right. ask my mom for a G.I. Joe and I'd get it. But asking for, like, a vehicle or a base or... That was a know, big deal. That was a bigger deal. I never got anything substantial. My dad got me a vehicle, but it was like this little motorcycle thing, and I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, where's you know, where's my big fighter plane where's or the tank the helicopter or the, yeah. or the tank or nothing? No, I didn't get it. Um, and then later on, it you know, again, parents are divorced, mom's tight on money, dad isn't exactly you know worried about what's going on our welfare you know that we're taking care of so then it becomes it becomes things like hey we need a new color tv ask your dad for a color tv for christmas oh yeah wonderful i know or uh we need a vcr ask your dad for a vcr you know stuff like that wow oh you know what i just remembered another gift i got that probably Changed my life. Changed your life? Changed my life. I got the early bird Star Wars action figure 
mail away thing. You got the sorry we didn't. Sorry, uh, the action figures aren't ready yet. Uh, but send us the certificate, and we'll send you the. Now was that exciting to open on? Oh my Christmas? god, I was so excited when I got that. I would think that's such a letdown. No, because now I knew I was getting them, and I mailed that coupon away, and I waited week after week. I mean, it was like it took six to eight weeks, and I waited for the for the figures to come. And so, so when the figures came, it was like Christmas again. So it was like uh, Ralphie waiting for the, the coder yes. ring. You're checking yes, the mail Yes, checking the mail day. every day. Uh, oh, my God. And when I got those figures, it was, everything was Star Wars. It changed the path of my life. Now, was this a self-addressed envelope that you're sending your coupon away in? Well, I'm sending it. No, Better be. It, well, yeah, you had a mail out. You know, you took yeah. the... Because what it is is you bought the, you bought the pack. And well, I think paid is what I, I what I meant. No, no, no. You put it in a regular letter for with the at the time I think it was like a twelve cent stamp, uh, and you mailed it in. But the pack that you bought, I think at the time, cost uh, eleven or twelve dollars. Okay. Which was like ridiculous. I remember my dad getting mad at me in in the store because I wanted it, and it had no toys in it, and it was so expensive. Um, but I got those figures, and now I remember, you know, you, you talk about how, you know, getting toys when you would go shopping with your mom. Right. My mom would buy me Star Wars action figures when we'd go shopping. Or if she went shopping and she wanted to bring me home a surprise, right. she'd bring me a Star Wars action figure. Well, yeah, Star Wars or Jack, well, those were when easy. I, when I was a kid, they were 97 cents. That was before my time. That's when this is when they first came out. So they were ninety-seven cents. Two dollars was the cheapest, and then I remember it easily going to like two thirty-nine. Well, I remember it went up. It went up to a dollar nineteen, and it stopped. I had no. I had to <laughs> argue with my my dad to let my mom buy it for me. And then I remember, uh, you know, they by, by uh, Return of the Jedi. Which was came out in '83. I mean, not Return of the Jedi. Empire. Empire uh, no, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, which came out in '83. They were up to a dollar ninety-seven, I believe, and I wasn't getting them that easy anymore. Man. But they were bins. We'd go to uh, J.C. Penney's with my mom, and there'd be a big four by four bin just filled with Star Wars action figures. And you'd be rooting through there trying to, you know, it was mostly stormtroopers and right. and you're trying to find the ones you need and uh, I remember those things like it was yesterday though. You know, I've lost a little bit of my uh, collecting uh, the collecting bug that, it, that yeah. struck you uh, just a couple of months ago? Well, earlier in the year. Was that the beginning of the year? I'm so close to like completing what I wanted to accomplish and instead of getting sucked in and becoming one of those collectors that has to complete uh, a set yeah. or a series or whatever which you just decide to stop yeah <laughs> so who am I going to go hunt down toys with now no I still like to hunt oh okay but I'm not looking for things on eBay I'm not looking for things oh okay I'm not leaving my house to go look for things. As much. It's if you happen to be, it's like oh look, there's a there's a toy show, there's a flea market. Right. I'll, I'll see if I'll go check it out. Exactly. But it's no longer appointment making activity. No. No. Actually, sometimes I look at my collection now and I go, what the fuck did I do? Oh, I do this all the time. I'm like, why am I doing this? I, and then I always say, because it makes me happy. I need to sell all this shit. <laughs> And then I stop for a moment, and then I forget about it, and then I cycle through again. If I ever finally get my art studio cleaned up, a lot of that stuff's getting put up on shelves and everything. Most of it's in boxes. But I know everything I have. Is there a Christmas tradition that you uh, go through now, like for yourself? Doesn't necessarily have to Just be for family. me? Just for yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I watch... You're gonna you're gonna find this ironic. I watch uh, Scrooge, uh, 
uh, with Albert Finney. It's a musical. I know, I know exactly. What you're I watch. About. I'll watch that every year, whether I watch it with my family or not. Do you I have it on DVD? That. I have it on DVD. Yes, <laughs> I will watch that every year, and it that kind of lifts my spirits a bit. Well, you know, I, I, I've talked to you like in the last podcast, and I, I mentioned how it's tough for me to get into the Christmas spirit this year. Right. Well, I wasn't doing what I normally do, and I and, and I and I watch a lot of Christmas movies, um, especially with the kids. But I watch because the kids have no interest in this. I watch a lot of Christmas Carol, and I, I pretty much watch every version of it. Okay. I mean, with the exception of some ridiculous ones. Like uh, an American Christmas Carol with you don't uh, like Henry that one Winkler. with Henry Winkler. Do not like it. I have that on DVD too. I do not like um, you know any Hallmark Channel. Oh, that's that's one of my favorite Christmas traditions. Making fun of my wife for watching <laughs> Hallmark Christmas oh, all day. I hate them. I, hate I can't them. stand them. It's the same freaking movie over and over and over again. But you know, for the most part, I'll watch every. Christmas Carol. I like Scrooge a lot now. When I was young, I hated all of the Christmas Carols, but I hated that one most because Why? it was on the most. Was it really? Yeah, I mean, when I, I was born in 77, so in the early 80s, you know, it's it's out of the theater, it's out of the whatever, and now it's playing like almost every Christmas in the early 80s on regular TV. It's like, oh my god. That's one of my that's one of my favorite versions. That one and the Mr. Magoo one. Yeah, I don't I, I don't want to see the Mr. Magoo. One. You don't like the Mr. Magoo one either? No, I don't want to see the Flintstone one. I don't want to see the cartoon versions. You don't like the one with the mice? Uh, the mice. There's the one mice. with mice. Bob Cratchit's a mouse. No, 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 no. I like the I like the Disney one. The Disney one's fine. I, uh, I'm on the fence about the Muppet one. It's okay. But uh, the classic Christmas carols, I love them. I love Scrooged with Bill Murray. Yeah, I like That's that. That's a good one. So I watch those. I watch them all. And uh, so I, I haven't been doing that. So I started up, and you know what? It, it's it's helped out a lot. I told my wife, I'm like, I'm leaving on this trip. When I come back, I want the house to be done. Because the, uh, the house has been in uh, transition into Christmas. It hasn't been Chris, okay. you know, Christmas vibe. I go, I want the kitchen filled with cookies. <laughs> I want Christmas when I return. And then if we're going you're, into you're the city... You're Scrooge then, the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you want, you like, Christmas with a tyrannical fist. Yes, yes, exactly. I shall have Christmas, <laughs> or no one shall have it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, wa I watch those, and I, I'm, I love them. I love them. But I do the same thing around Halloween. I watch a lot of horror oh. around Halloween. I watch, yeah, I watch. And if, well, and if it's actually Halloween-themed, I love it. I watch horror movies nonstop all year round. But I come don't. October, from October 1st until Halloween, it's whenever I sit down to watch anything on television, it's horror. Yeah, no. I mean, I do watch horror movies throughout the year, but... For the month of October, every night is a horror movie. I'm not watching anything else. Yeah. Same thing at Christmas time. It's a holiday movie. I'm not watching anything else. Now, I mean, where do you where do you stand on uh, Christmas themed episodes of like sitcoms or TV shows? I love them. But do you like if they're doing that? Will you make a point of watching it or? Yeah, I'll watch them for sure. Um, I also like Thanksgiving movies, and it's hard to find them. There's not a lot. The uh, you know it's funny because um, we were talking me and, and Steph were talking about that, and I I'm like why doesn't you know Hallmark Channel do Thanksgiving movies? She goes it's harder to write a Thanksgiving movie. I said I can pull one of these scripts out of my ass. So she has challenged me to write a Hallmark Thanksgiving movie, which oh, I will boy. do, probably in a weekend. Boy oh boy. Now uh, this year was a nice little transition from Halloween to Thanksgiving uh, because on Hulu they put out a movie called The Pilgrim which was, which is about um, a well-to-do family that argues and you know all that stuff right. you know they're 
unappreciative of each other or whatnot. And the wife hires pilgrim uh, reenactors to come spend Thanksgiving with them. Well, you know, it's a horror movie. And it, you know, these guys are bad, bad business. Ends up murdering, like, part of the neighborhood. And, you know, dad goes. And, and uh, the stepmom and the daughter come together to fight off the pilgrims. So it was a nice little horror movie, you know. Wow, I've been all horror awesome. movies. It was it was nice to transition into Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving with that. Yeah. Now we need one where uh, the family is is full from Thanksgiving dinner, and the the men folk have have fallen asleep on the couch due to the tryptophan, and uh, the women are having their coffee and have to fight off an onslaught of elves in order to transition to Christmas. <laughs> now, that's a misnomer. There's what? no extra tryptophan in turkey than any other meats. As a matter of fact, it doesn't have as much tryptophan as, say, pork. Really? Yep. Then what made my grandfather, father, and uncle all fall asleep in the living room after Thanksgiving? Carb overload. Uh, was had nothing to do with the the six-pack of beers they each drank before well, dinner? Well, maybe that too. There's a lot of carbs in beer as well. Yep. So this year, my kids don't listen. They don't uh, listen to you? Your children don't listen to you? They don't listen to the show. Oh. I don't think so. I mean, Annabelle might. Maybe I shouldn't say anything about their gifts. Yeah, no, don't say nothing until you don't right. know. No, the yeah, sneaky yeah. kids. The damn internet. No. But I'm looking forward to Christmas now. It's 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 coming. See, that's it's what a coming. difference a week makes. It, it it is. Well, I'm not. You know, my my Christmas break has started from work. Yeah. So I'm not teaching. That helps. I mean, granted, it was just this past Wednesday, but but still, you don't have to deal with. Those it's not in. It's not with, in the back of my mind. With a bunch of when dummies. I lay down the bed and I start uh, getting anxiety filled over all the things I need to do or get done. It's not. It's not on that list anymore. So it's off that, the list. That one anxiety is replaced with up. sugar plums. Yeah, that's right. I thought about making sugar plums too. I have no idea what the hell a sugar plum is. It's, it's a just plum. a plum covered in sugar. Yeah, it's rolled around in sugar, maybe some type of alcohol. Okay. I did make a Christmas pudding once. It wasn't uh, worth the effort. The traditional English Christmas yeah, yeah, pudding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Figgy pudding and all that stuff was not worth the effort. So that's not a that's not a tradition. That's going to continue. I Four would... pence for Christmas pudding. Ghastly. <laughs> I do love that. <laughs> now, I do want a goose in my future at some time. I've always wanted to have goose for Christmas dinner. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to run it by the wife because I know that it falls on a whatever day. Christmas is a Tuesday. Right. But I was raised Orthodox Christian. So Christmas, technically, is January 6th. Really? So, without ruining a real Christmas dinner, because in case the goose is not good, right? we can make it for an Orthodox Christmas, and we can have you guys over. I would like that. So I, I, I think uh, I'll present that. Now that June 6th, I believe, is when the wise men showed up. January 6th. January 6th, rather. Yeah, That's yeah, the, the epiphany. Yeah. yeah. For everyone else, it's the epiphany. For us, it's Christmas. That is correct. You are correct, Christmas sir. Christmas goose. I'll make, I'll make some traditional uh, sides to bring over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll eat as if we were old Englishmen. Oh, we can do the... Christmas time. We can, I can bring the... I can make another Christmas pudding. We can, we could, uh, we can do that. And we'll dress like... Bob Cratchit and his <laughs> uh, I'll dust off the uh, uh, the ascot in the in the petticoat. You dress. You can dress and, like Bob Cratchit. I'll dress like Scrooge. And my beaver hat. Because I'm far more curmudgeon-y than you are. <laughs> well, folks, I think that's it for us. I think so. That was we're, a nice. Uh, that was a nice. We're uh, almost at our destination. We're so. almost at our destination. That was a nice stroll down uh, memory lane. Christmas. Christmassy memory lane. Christmas time is here. Oh, I love all the specials. That's another thing I do. 
I watch all the specials. Yeah. I've already me, watched watch Charlie Brown. Yeah, Peanuts. I like the Garfield one. It's underrated. It's amazing. Um, that's that's another thing I have to watch is the Grinch. The Grinch is a great one. Uh, Rudolph, the real Rudolph, not this. No, New not Year's. the shiny New yeah, Year's yeah. garbage. Forget that. The original. You can keep your heat miser and cold miser. Oh wait, 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 wait. That wasn't Rudolph. That's the. The year without a Santa Claus. The, oh, the oh, year oh. without a, yeah, it okay. was the year without a Santa Claus. It okay, was the okay. Year without a Santa Claus. And another underrated one. It's a Rankin Bass one. Is Twas the Night Before Christmas, with the mice and the clockwork. That's Mount. that's animated though. Not, yeah, it is animated. Yeah, I not, said special. Not stop motion. No, it's cartoon. It's still Rankin Bass, but yeah. yes. Oh, that, I didn't know that was Rankin Bass. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it's gotten foggy. That's another good one too. But okay, guys. You guys go watch some Christmas specials. We're going to cut through this uh, thick, thick fog in Pennsylvania on our road trip. Uh, until next time, I am Bill Plakowski. I'm Tony Maiello. We're two cynical a-holes wishing you a Merry Christmas. Peace.